function in balance. Beautiful to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work that Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Each fall here at Well and Good, we celebrate runners at every level with a program we call United States of Running. The program offers weekly 5K and 10K running plans that are accessible to beginners and seasoned marathoners alike. We're carrying this spirit into episodes of the podcast, discussing the ways we move and how we got here. I'm director of podcast Taylor Camille, and today we're talking about one of the activities you may do in between runs. Speaking with Natalia Tabilo, founder of Yoga for All Bodies, about how she helps others find joy in movement and get excited to begin their journey wherever they are. Hi, I'm Natalia Tavillo. I'm the founder of Yoga for All Bodies. And I'm all about teaching beginners. Yes, yes, yes. And anybody that wants to find joy in their movement. That's why I always teach with variations, with props. And my passion is yoga. As you can hear, I'm Latina. I'm from Chile. <laughs> and I love doing this work in English and also Spanish because. I'm Latina. And as I was mentioning, I'm the founder of Yoga for All Bodies. And as you can hear for the name, I'm all about including all bodies, all minds, all sizes, all abilities in any movement. Amazing. I was going to ask, like, what is Yoga for All Bodies? But you summed it up perfectly. And so we've named this episode A True Beginner's Guide to Fitness. And so it feels really important to you know, start off the conversation asking you, where you began in your fitness journey or your movement journey more so, and how did it lead to where you are now, particularly with yoga? I actually started yoga with Yoga Nidra, that it's a type of yoga that it's more on the side of meditation, in which you're laying on your back and you do body scans and a lot of things happen on the inside. But as I live in a larger body and I grew up in a larger body, I never believed that movement was for me. Mm -hmm. Even at gym, at school, I was the slowest one. I was the biggest body in the class. So I never, if you would have told me when I was 12 that I would be doing the work that I'm doing now, I would have laughed. Like, yes, sure. <laughs> but the beautiful thing is that, yes, you can do that. And I discovered that. When I started practicing on my own, 
I found some YouTube videos that weren't accessible, but I tried to follow those classes. But as, as I was in my bedroom, I had the wall, I had the chair, I started creating variations for me. And I realized how powerful, how powerful yoga was, how I felt in my body after practicing, how I felt in my mind, and how it showed me all the amazing things my body allowed me to do. Instead of being focused on, I want to lose the weight, I don't feel I belong here. So yes, once I discovered that there's always a way to do something. That's why I, I like to call what I do disruptive in the sense that no, you don't have to do a posture, a shape, how you see it on Instagram, how you see it on magazines, on movies even. You can find your own version and that's when you find your own power. Yeah, amazing. And it's so true. I think we get stuck feeling like there's like a rigid way that it has to be instead of just thinking about what does my body need right now or what feels good to me. And I think that's such a huge, huge portion of how we should all be moving. And then as you were entering this space, what came as a challenge? You know, what did you think also as you start Finding your movement practice can be hard for, you know, other people who are also like, I want to move my body, but I don't know where to start or I don't feel like I have the tools that I need. What were some challenges that you felt just as you got going? The first one I would say that is it was giving myself permission to try new things. Mm -hmm. That's if you open the mind, if you open the heart to explore Trust me, you will find what was made for you. Mm -hmm. So I started trying different yoga styles. I realized that there were a lot of options out there. Yes. Sometimes we think, especially when we mention yoga, we imagine or we assume that it's being super flexible, bringing the leg behind the head. <laughs> but no, no, there's so much more. You have restorative styles. You have, for example, yin yoga, that it's a, combination of meditation with asana, mm -hmm. lovely practice. If you haven't tried it, I invite you to try yin yoga. And of course, all these other active styles, hatha, vinyasa, power yoga. There's always something that will fit your personality, your needs. And what do you want to explore at the end of the day? And the second thing is to not be discouraged. Because we're always going to feel like, oh, I, I did it awful <laughs> in the first time you go to a yoga studio or a practice. That's why I always recommend that you explore who is the teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you can find her, he, they <laughs> on Instagram, YouTube videos. So I would say no, know whose class you're taking and learn your variations. For me, in my journey, that was key. When I discovered that there's no one way to explore different shapes, postures, practices, I felt powerful. And I really mm -hmm. feel that I can go to any, any practice. So I would say open, open your heart, open your mind to new things and investigate. The more you know, the more power you will have. Yeah. And I feel like you've been sharing the power you found on your platform what is some of the reactions you get when you are maybe the first stop people have to learning about yoga, learning about moving their body? What are the reactions that you get from a lot of your, your students or clients? They tell me from the get-go, I thought yoga wasn't for me. 
or they tell me, this is the first time I'm practicing yoga. <laughs> this is the first time I see a teacher that looks like me. Yeah. And that's really, really powerful. And of course, I get also these messages that for me are heartbreaking from older life. We're practicing Ashtanga. And as they get older, they feel like the practice is not longer accessible for them. So mm. they send me these messages saying, thank you. Now I know I can continue my practice. Or you, no matter your age, you can have an invisible disability that you go to a yoga studio and the teacher doesn't know. They really can't see that you're living, for example, with fibromyalgia, arthritis, or chronic migraine, which is my case. <laughs> and you go there and you feel, of course, there are things that you can't do. So you feel bad when, when the teacher even asks you, you can't do this? You can't? And you have to explain yourself. Mm -hmm. So yes, yes, I, I love doing the work I do. For me, has been extremely healing in the sense of accepting that I live in a body with disabilities and to normalize that. Because a lot of people live with these disabilities. A lot of people also live in a larger body and representation matters. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. I feel like a lot of us have difficult relationships with our bodies. We get so much messaging about what's a healthy body and what is, you know, what you should be doing. How's your relationship with fitness or with these kind of unattainable goals? How has it shifted and changed in time where you can kind of move away from, as you mentioned before, like the movie depiction of what you should be doing or the magazine depiction of what you were doing and really like find movement beyond just fitness to be fit and actually for joy. So like, how have you found joy and movement through like getting through all the messaging that we're all bombarded with? Mm -hmm. It has been a journey. Yeah. When I was younger, I I think the, the other day I was talking about this with a friend. I started dieting when I was 11, 11 mm -hmm. years old. And at that age, I should have been doing any other thing <laughs> but <Yeah>. dieting. <laughs> so I learned that I had to punish myself. If I ate, I had to go to the gym and burn all the calories. So I was in the gym. I was suffering. It was like, oh, I was lo looking at my schedule. <gasps> Physical education. Oh, horrible. Then I went to the gym afterwards. But I never enjoyed those classes. Never. Because the message in my mind, in my heart was, I need to change my body. I need to do all this in order to be thin, to be accepted, but because th that's the true message. It's, it's right. not to be like thin, it's to be accepted, to belong, to be loved and more. When I was 19, I got sick. I got diagnosed with dysautonomia, that it's in simple words, is you start fainting because the connection between the brain and the heart like shuts down. Wow. So yes. So for the first time, they forbid me from going to gyms because of all the heat, because I started fainting. And in that period of my life, I was doing spinning, kickboxing, Zumba, everything. <laughs> so I, they told me, no, stop. And of course, I was oh, horrible. <laughs> and the, that's the time that I found these yoga videos that I started doing, not because I wanted to lose the weight. Life works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah. And I discovered these videos and I started practicing them. 
So once I was forced <laughs> to not go into those, <laughs> those fitness settings, yeah. it was the first time that I was practicing something so powerful as practicing without mirrors. Because in the gym, I had mirrors all around me and I was all oh, my belly, all oh, my arms. So for the first time, I was in my room only with myself. <laughs> and that's when the message started shifting. Then when I was older, I stopped dieting. I stopped dieting because I realized that I was doing more harm to myself. I started getting migraines. I, I no, Horrible, horrible. <laughs> so I realized, you know what? I'm going to explore all this intuitive eating. Um, I also healed from an eating disorder. And I give all those, the thanks <laughs> to yoga. Yeah. Because in yoga, if we really go to the root of yoga, it is a spiritual practice. It has nothing to do with how many chaturangas you can do, how many planks, how you can fold. It's a practice to be with yourself, with your mind, with your body, the way they are right now. There's no graduation. There's no goal. It's not like uh, completing steps. It's not like, okay, I have been practicing for 10 years. Now I'm level four. <laughs> no, 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 no. So yoga can be super healing, healing in, in many, many ways. So to all the people who haven't tried yoga or they want to try it, please do it, do it. <laughs> And send me a message then, how it, it will change your life. <laughs> exactly. And I was going to ask you, you know, where do you recommend beginners start? And what type of yoga was like the one that you were really drawn to when you first started practicing? When I first started, when I was hooked, <laughs> it was with restorative yoga. Restorative yoga, it's a practice in which you use a lot of props. Some people describe it as a adult nap time. But no, no, not really, not really. <laughs> I mean, you can fall asleep, but it, it's not for that. So you're put on a shape, on a posture in which you're held by bolsters, blankets. And the idea is to allow restoration, restoration of the body, the mind. And it's hard. It, some people just send the beginners, send them to the restorative yoga. And it's hard to mm -hmm. stay 15, 20 minutes in one shape, your whole life <laughs> goes through your mind, through your heart. So if you resonate with more um, stillness, maybe meditation, I would recommend start there. Mm -hmm. If you are more on an active side, I would recommend start with the gentle yoga or hatha. Then move on to the vinyasas, the power yoga, the ashtangas. Because I've seen, I, I didn't mention this, but I also worked at the front desk in a yoga studio in San Francisco. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I know firsthand what happens when someone new to yoga goes to a studio and they go to, basically because of this, the schedule, they go to the vinyasa level three. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Save yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. Start slow. Start slow. Go explore different styles. One more time. Give yourself permission to explore in your mind, in your body. What do you need? And you're going to be surprised. Sometimes I even take these yoga sculpt classes and I really enjoy them, even though they are more like super intense, they are fast. But some days I need that. 
So give mm -hmm. yourself the permission to explore. And trust me, don't go to the vinyasas level five. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Start small. <laughs> yes. Amazing. I know. When you th talked about like your whole life flashing before your eyes, I definitely feel that whenever I practice yoga, I'm just like, okay, all my thoughts are coming in. <laughs> like I feel very, also I feel very humbled when I try to get into different positions or different things. And it's like, okay, this time I didn't quite get it, but maybe next time I will. And that evolution is, I think, something I, I love about um, practicing yes. yoga. And that's why it's called practice. Yeah. If it was show presentation day graduation day it's called practice because every day is going to be different yeah so yes yeah in my opinion there's no such thing as being good or bad at yoga mm -mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. you just are there and yoga welcomes you <laughs> you just show up <laughs> yes yes yeah <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, I feel like so much of us feel like we have to go every day or we have to like make it a part of our routine, but you know, we have to be consistent. I mean, what do you really recommend? And I think I can anticipate what you'll say, but what do you recommend when it comes to finding a routine with movement and I guess feeling like you're committed to to making some of these changes in your life? I would say if you started practicing and you feel in your heart that you have to go every single day because it's really making a difference, do it. But don't do it as an obligation. Right. Obligations end up badly. Yes. <laughs> they, they last three months and then gone. <laughs> so listen, listen. Once you start practicing yoga, you will realize that there's some movements, some breathing patterns that you can incorporate in any moment during your day. It's not like, okay, I'm going to take out my mat. Now I'm going to get my props. Now I'm going to put my leggings and now <laughs> yoga. No, you, you can really put them between, for example, daily stretches. If, if you work in front of a computer or even in your lunch break, you just by sitting with yourself, connecting with what is happening inside of you, how are you breathing? If you're holding tension in any areas in your body, in my opinion, that's living your yoga. Yes, mm -hmm. period. So don't put it as an obligation, especially when it's new year and things like that. People say, okay, I'm going to lower my stress and I'm going to commit to yoga every single, okay, try it. <laughs> But the beautiful thing, one more time, is that you can, for example, 
On Mondays, practice vinyasa. On Tuesday, a more gentle practice. On, on Wednesday, meditation, and so on. It doesn't mean that you have to go every single day and repeat 108 sun salutations in order <laughs> for it to count. No, yoga doesn't yeah. work in that way. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of um, fitness modalities don't work in that way. I feel like we really have to start to listen to our bodies more and if and it makes it almost more sacred like okay Sundays are my day for yoga I can look forward to it rather than feeling like again like you said like it's an obligation or like um mm -hmm. it's something we have to check off on our to-do list that never ends you know absolutely and what I see as a teacher in many people who are like uh, practicing every single day is that the shapes, the flows, the sun salutations become almost like automatic. Mm -hmm. They are moving. They are moving. They know what's coming, so they do it. They do it. But they are disembodied, disconnected from their body, from their mm -hmm. mind. And that's why I teach the way I teach. Y si te das cuenta que esto fue muy intenso, ningún problema. Agarras la pelota, la pones en la mitad del glúteo derecho, y empiezas a rodar en la pared. Rodar en la pared es mi favorito porque es muy accesible para todos los cuerpos y todas las edades. I teach in the line of somatic movement, eh, trauma-informed yoga, in which I make you think. <laughs> And it's, it's challenging in the sense that, for example, in your Warrior two, I invite them to notice, what do you want to do with your arms today? Do you want to bring them up, down? Do you want to make circles with the shoulders? Do you want to do your eagle arms? What do you want to do? Because that breaks that automatic pilot mode in which you're doing, doing, doing. And, and you realize, oh, the class is gone. Shabasana. <laughs> yes. Just to think. Something to think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. So you're not just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. That's really important. A lot of us... We get in these routines and we get comfortable, but then like things like the pandemic happen, or maybe you have a child that you just birthed. And so you get a little bit away from your routine, your routine's shifting, or you maybe work is busier for a different time of the year or something. And so I often sometimes find myself feeling like a beginner again and feeling like mm -hmm. something I thought that I was already very integrated in my life. I have to start over, I guess. So I wondered, you know, how do we approach our movement practices in these different stages of our life? And if you have any stories about the different beginners that you've encountered of like people who might be brand new or might be revisiting and trying to find their way back. I would say always approach it with an open heart, being humble and doing it for the right reasons in the sense For example, if you just had a baby, imagine you brought life into this world and you get bombarded with these messages like get your body back and things like that. No, mental health first. So once you know I'm doing this because I, for example, want to breathe better, I want to have more tools to have patience with this new kid, <laughs> perfect. That's, in my opinion, that's a super valid reason. Mm -hmm. And you're doing it, when you know your why, you will know your way. So I would say, take it slow. Take it slow, take it with compassion and befriending your body, knowing that your body is your friend and not an enemy. Mm -hmm. 
with all the messages, we learn to live at war in our own skin, in our home at the end of the day. So I would say, take it slow, do it because you love yourself, not because you want to banish or because you hate this new body, this new home. So take it, take it slow and take it with kindness. And in terms of the beginners, yes, I have a lot of my beginners come to yoga because they are stressed. They are stressed. Someone sent them. <laughs> they, 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 are, they, they are almost having a heart attack. And yeah. the doctor told them, please go to yoga. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the beautiful thing, one more time, is that I invite them. When I teach a class, I don't teach a class to like um, get someone to practice with me for the whole life. No, right. the way I teach is providing tools for them to take any other class, any other style, ashtanga, vinyasa, power yoga, whatever they want to take, because I teach variations, yoga variations. So I would say I get people that start practicing with me, but as I teach with freedom, I invite them to explore, explore, how do you want to move? Because once you see someone, you know that maybe this class is going to be super slower pace for them because you know that they, 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 they enter like this, they, they leave the studio running also. So, you know, maybe vinyasa can be something for you. So one more time, explore, explore. Give yourself permission to try new things with the mindset of knowing that you're doing something for yourself for your mind, for your body, and take it slow. For example, I, I took last week an Ashtanga class. I had practiced Ashtanga, but I knew that for me it was going to be a challenge. And I went there because it's fun. I think you even uh, create new, <laughs> new connections in your brain yeah. when you try new things. So I went there. I took Ashtanga. I don't know if I'm going to go back, but I, but I did it. But I did it. <laughs> But you did it. But I did it. Yes. And that's all that matters. <laughs> yes. So explore. That, that's the um, change creates freedom for the mind, for the heart. So explore it. If you have the chance, do it. Especially now with online yoga, we can find a lot of styles out there. Detén el movimiento. Remueve la pelota. Si es que estabas rodando en la pared, con control, vuelves hacia tu mat de yoga y hacemos nuestro chequeo final. Manos a los lados. Since yoga teachers had to stop and recreate everything during the pandemic, trust me, you, will, you can know which person is teaching you, their personality, their teaching voice, their teaching style. And they offer different things. You can find 15 minutes pre-recorded classes, six, 60, an hour and a half. Before, all studios were an hour and a half. Now I think about this and I super long class. <laughs> but now you have more options. And you have options, for example, without leaving your home. Mm -hmm. So if you have your kids, maybe they are napping. And you say, okay, I know I have 20 minutes. You can give yourself the gift of practicing a 20-minute class. As you can hear, I, I love online, <laughs> online stuff. <laughs> and I really think that they provided, they invited more communities, more populations to the practice. For example, 
larger bodies have always felt like they don't belong in yoga studios because of the marketing, the social media, because of the way all the, all the teachers look like. So when everything went online, people felt safe in their own home and they say, okay, I'm going to try this thing and let's see how it goes. And now I see, because of the messages I receive on my social media, that those people who learned the tools that um, were brave to be beginners during the pandemic, now they are going to yoga studios. And one more time, representation matters. And they go, they go, they take their blocks, they take their bolsters, their blankets, and they are not ashamed of doing that. No matter if the teacher is not offering variations or is not teaching with props. Because mm -hmm. they know, they already know what works for them. So never, never fear being a beginner. Never. Yeah. And and when you, even at the beginning of that, when you said, like, you feel like it um, connects different things in your brain or makes you, you know, think differently. I just wondered what other values do you think there are to being a beginner? Because I think so often we can think, oh, being a beginner is the easy way and I want to get better and I, I'll be a beginner forever. But I think there is a lot of value in beginning something or trying something new. So if you could just, what are some other things that you think is are valuable about being a beginner? A lot, a lot of things. Yeah. Just by imagine something happened inside of you that is even making you think, even consider <laughs> starting something new. When we move ourselves, remove ourselves from our comfort zone, a lot of things are happening inside of us. And we open to possibilities. I've met new friends. New friends. Imagine, just by saying, okay, I'm going to go to this class. <laughs> Let's do it. So you open your circles. You open your mind. You connect with new people. And you also know new things about yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you feel in a new environment? How do you feel when maybe you're doing something that you don't even understand, <laughs> but you put yourself out there? I always say that yoga helped me become my own best friend. Because imagine you, oh, only you, and you <laughs> have your back when you go to a new setting. So when, when I started going to yoga studios in San Francisco, I had to uh, speak to myself, okay, let's do this. Let's go do it with the personality, maybe with a little fear, but let's do it. So challenging yourself makes you realize how awesome you are because you have to be brave to try new things. So a lot, a lot of benefits. Yes, do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My last bit of a question is just, you know, how do we find pleasure in movement and fitness? And what do you do to keep that joy and that pleasure in your, your movement practice? Personally, when I started practicing yoga, I was taking vinyasa classes, gentle yoga classes, and I felt inside of me that I was like repeating repeating every single day the same things. But when I realize that this is a practice in the sense that every day your body, your mind, and even the sides, the left and the right side are going to be different, everything changed. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't doing something automatic. I was present in the moment, noticing, feeling, um, connecting with all these uh, internal messages that my body, my mind were sending and that for so long I had shut down because mm -hmm. I was at war in my body. So once I realized that 
bodies are diverse. My body is always changing. Everything, everything change. And the most beautiful thing is that when we realize that yoga is a practice and that you are in charge of your practice in the sense that you can decide to do a variation. I always say variation, not modification. <laughs> when you decide to honor your mind and your body with a variation, you are finding your power. You are setting boundaries. And what I've discovered, when you decide for yourself, all these tiny, quote-unquote, <laughs> choices translate later to life mm -hmm. in the sense that you know how to put boundaries, how to put limits with people, and you start living your authentic life. And you start asking yourself, why am I doing this if I don't enjoy that? Why am I meeting this person if I know everything in my body is telling me don't do that? <laughs> so tools, 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 tools for your life. So trust me, try yoga. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You really emphasized like online community and the importance. Are there any online classes and resources that you want to share either on this recording or maybe after an email we could follow up and put it in show notes? But if any come to mind right now, yeah, any online classes and resources and how you kind of find your online communities. Absolutely. I'm all about inclusion, accessibility, um, and welcoming everybody. So I would recommend that you check out Accessible Yoga. Mm -hmm. That's a community that always is um, presenting a lot of teachers. So you can find chair yoga, restorative yoga, and everything with this idea of offering options to welcome everybody. And of course, my work. <laughs> you can find everything in yogaforallbodies.com. I have free classes on YouTube. I have an on-demand service and I also teach live classes, but I do everything, everything online. Yes, because I believe in the power and I know online is here to stay. <laughs> yes, definitely. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you want to want to talk about? I would only mention that no matter how your body looks like, no matter if you're living with a visible or invisible disability, know that fitness, yoga, movement are for you. The important thing is that you know which classes are you going. Because sometimes what I see is that a student gets empowered and they go to the class, but the teacher doesn't have the tools to truly mm -hmm. serve them. And they end up thinking that, no, this class is not for me. Weightlifting is not for me. Yoga is not for me. Running is not for me. But there's always a way. So don't give up. Don't give up. Explore and find the teacher that is going to be for you. Amazing. On today's show, you heard me in conversation with Natalie Tabilo. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. This episode was scripted, mixed, and scored by our friends at Edit Audio and produced by Ella Dove, Abby Stone, and myself, Taylor Camille, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. And our theme music was created by Madeline Lakomsky and Matt Domenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Misenet. <laughs>